0: This was the capital a few weeks ago. Batista had buckled and fled, and Castro entered Havana in triumph without the last battle.
1: The Cuban Revolution was an armed uprising which overthrew the government of Fulgencio Batista in 1959. In Castro, with the gods of peace sitting on his shoulders, As he surveys the crowd that is tonight celebrating Cuba Libre. Fidel Castro then went on to rule Cuba until 2008, when he was replaced by his brother, Raul Castro. In April 2018, Raul Castro stepped down as president, and this marked the end of nearly 60 years of rule by the Castro family.
0: My father was one of seven brothers. They didn't have shoes to wear and they didn't know how to read nor write. But because of the revolution, he was able to go to school and now he's a professional.
1: Ernesto left Cuba in 2016. This is his story.
0: Many people believe that the revolution happened for good reasons. I think that when the revolution began, it was for good reasons. For the dream of free education, free health, free housing but a revolution cannot be made without money and even less without the rest of the world. But still now, many people believe in the revolution.
1: Ernesto is currently in Mexico waiting for his residency papers and for his wife to join him. He is one of the many thousands of Cubans that have fled the country in recent years. Cuban Lives is a series about the plight of people like Ernesto ordinary Cubans who had no choice but to leave their country. To protect his anonymity, some of the identifying details in his story have been changed, and he has been given a pseudonym.
0: So, I was a child of Communists. My father was an education official in our province and my mother had a senior position in the government. My parents and my siblings are all members of the party, all except me. I made the decision and refused to participate when I started thinking for myself. When I started to see the things that they tried to make me believe that they weren't right. I had a fairly stable life growing up. I was never hungry. Many are sick and malnourished in Cuba. I had everything that I needed. I had a communist childhood. In school, they taught me the values of the homeland, the heroes, the hatred against the USA, all these kind of things. Yes, we had to sing pro-revolution songs. In elementary school and secondary school, we had slogans like "Be a pioneer for communism," "Be like Shay. The intention of any pioneer was to be like Che Guevara. There wasn't anything higher than that. Every school was like this. But it was during my secondary school that I began to question many things. For example, I began to question the war of Cuba in Angola. Uh, this war didn't make sense to me. Because of my views, my parents had to interfere so I could finish my studies. But even despite that, the state confiscated my CDs. Even one by Ricardo Arjona because he had one song about Fidel, Clinton and Love. I didn't request permission to leave my job, I just left. I don't have family abroad or in the USA. I never had the intention to leave Cuba. I love my country. My plan was to get a job with all my documents and degrees, which I later found out are actually worthless here. I was in Guyana for a month with a friend of a friend who helped me leave. I then went to Brazil where I worked and earned some money but not enough to to send back to my family. A few months later, I left Brazil. I went to Peru, then Colombia, then Panamá, then Costa Rica, then Nicaragua, then Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and then Mexico. It was difficult to travel through Nicaragua. The governments of both countries are very close, so they didn't want to let Cubans travel through. And they have a wall on the border. I climbed this wall. I was lucky. I slept for four days at the border between Nicaragua and Costa Rica. I tried several times and failed several times. The most difficult part of the journey was crossing Peru. I was on a boat for seven days and three days in the Peruvian Amazon before I could get to Iquito. The coans who were there were being deported, so we found a guide who took us through the jungle. We were 11 people, and we only had food and water for two days. But we got completely lost, and we were in the jungle for 13 days. After two days walking, the food was gone. I was afraid. There were moments when I had no strength left. We ate fish, armadillo, turtle, I mean, one turtle between 11 people is like nothing. We ate the fruits that fall on the ground. They already have worms, but we ate them. The water was from swamps. We had bites from ants, spiders, ticks, fleas, everything. Five months later, I still have some of the bites because they haven't healed yet. And finally, On the 13th day, we reached an open space. I don't know how. It was a village. They had bananas and pineapples. Uh, I had made it to civilization. I was saved. You have no idea how delicious a bit of chicken tastes after all of that. When I went to the public university after military school, the first thing the teacher told me was the university is only for communists. And if I wasn't a communist, I couldn't be there, so I like to be allowed to study. In the end, the school director also ended up here in Mexico, just like me. He went to a conference in Mexico, and he stayed. Eventually, I finished my education, I studied industrial engineering at university and then set up a small business a workshop for mechanical services. Simple things, car washing, tire servicing, heating, then removal, little things. I wanted to make more money than I was making, but in Cuba, when you start to make money, there is the taxes and then you have to do everything illegally because they won't supply you anything for your business. I rented the space to the bank, and it was very expensive. I soon began to have problems again. I refused to join organizations like the Workers' Syndicate of KUWA, the Committee for the Defense of the Revolution, which are obligatory to join. I told the Secretary of Trade Union and the Secretary of the Party of the province how I felt about the way the state was forcing my business to do certain things. The revolution started with good intentions. And they really did good things. For example, for health care, for education. And they ended poverty. The majority of people in Cuba are afraid to talk. They may think things, but they won't say them. They won't be honest about what they think. Above all, people with good jobs, professionals, or artists, they are afraid they could lose their career or that something could happen to their loved ones or family. Some artists won't even record their music or broadcast on the radio or perform in public because if they do, the police will arrest them. Or they might send someone into the crowd to start a fight, and then the performance is over. And they're tough. The police may even come in trucks and arrest the promoters of the event. Several years ago, I was involved in a film festival. At the festival, there were many singers and actors, and they were all against the government. We all wore braces with the word change, and we knew the risks. The police arrived at the film festival. Many were beaten. Others were taken to prison. I was in prison for several days. They say everyone confesses there because even if you're not guilty of what you're being accused of, in the end, you have to say that you are, just to be released. I got out after some days. After the film festival, I was fired from my state job for being a political danger to the country. I also had to give up my private business. They told me that they needed the space and that I could have another space very far from the city, but they wanted me to get out of the city. And many inspectors came, then the police, they asked my family many questions. They even questioned the neighbors. In the end, the place was closed down. Now that I'm here, I can tell you that, yes, it was worth the effort. And I would definitely do it again. But it is very difficult for Kuans to get a visa here. We can't prove that we were persecuted for political reasons, because in Cuba, political crimes and political prisoners don't exist. It is not documented. The police won't say anything. Cuba is always very careful not to let the world know that human rights are being violated. They say that everything is perfect. They won't admit that you are accused of something for political reasons. But for them, we are common criminals. I know cases of people who return who were beaten to death or they could imprison you for a long period of time maybe if the system falls tomorrow I can go back but for now no I could not return to Cuba all I wanted was to be heard and respected but that was the problem in Cuba those who think differently don't have a life
1: We have been listening to Ernesto's story, part of the Cuban Live series by Amnesty International. Many thanks for listening. Goodbye.